You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Currently. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Currently. It's your Teal Boys, Daniel Kuzer, here with Chris Wright. Chris, what's up, dude? What's going on? Man, every time I see your mustache, I just, I just, I can't stop looking at it. It's so nice. It's so drink it in, baby. Drink it's, it in. And she's, she's soft too, like a pillow. Oh, I want to feel it. That'd be a little weird. So I don't know. I, I don't know what a soft, I don't know what a soft mustache feels like. So that's the weirdest thing you've ever said to me. All right. I, why not oil it? I want to. Why not? I want to nibble on a bunch of people. <laughs> Good grief. Hey guys, we are we're officially you know the off season's off and rolling for Kansas City Current. Uh, already got some off season stuff happening. Dare I say acquisitions? Dare I say uh, naming stuff? Uh, it's 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 been a fun week, and NWSL playoffs are in full blown steam, dude. I don't know what that means, but they're rolling, and uh, we're gonna talk about it all today. Uh, before we get started, if you guys haven't yet go get that uh five star rating and review for us over on apple podcast spotify wherever you're listening to us uh it helps other people find the uh premier kansas city current podcast uh chris how's your week been man what's going on pretty good man uh yeah week we quit well a lot of fun news and then tonight because we record on wednesday we got a, a sporting playoff game so boy pretty excited for that one it's been a weird year for both teams man i now, I do both podcasts. I do the women's side and the men's side. And just a, a little little reflection here, since we're coming down to the end of uh, the soccer year. Uh, it's been different for me, dude. It's been weird to switch back and forth like that in different mindsets and think what kind of tone we have here and what kind of tone I have with Jimmy. Not to mention the teams have been like this. Just roller coaster, man. Just stock market crash and, and boosting. It... Uh, it was wild, and and I was there were times when I was just talking with Jimmy. How man, this is done. Like I'm more excited to talk Casey Current, and then Casey Current started to tumble, and I'm like, damn, Sporting's doing well. I'm kind of more excited to talk them. And now they're in the playoffs. Who the hell knew, man? With Casey Current's lineup, who the hell knew we'd be on the outside looking in like this? I feel a lot of FOMO, and I'm not enjoying watching these other teams play. Yeah, I you know we talk about it all the time at the very beginning of the year. People are like, why even play the games? Because that's when we signed Dabinia, Hannah Glass, uh, Di Bernardo, uh, Morgan Gatra. We like our roster was so incredibly stacked. A- even our injured, you know, our injured players can fill out uh, a team. Essentially, they would be a starting lineup for a team. But uh, you know, that's why you play the game. That is why you play the game. We finished eleventh, so a lot of work to be done next year. Lots to be done, man. And and there's no. There's no shortage of uh, of news this this uh, this past week, man. You had the uh, couple quick hitters here. I mean, first off, wait, did we talk uh, Joe's KC Barbecue? Did we talk about that last week? Uh, we did. We talked about okay. how it's not for us, but it's a great way. It's a great taste of Kansas City when people That's right. come and travel in and could not remember. Uh, cool. Not going to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> dude, but Dabinia, ever heard of her? She was named to September slash October NWSL Best Eleven, and well, why don't why don't these players get a whole month? 
to be like best 11? Why, why do they have to have a two month situation? What is that about? I don't, you know, it's silly. It's silly, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they play enough games to, to, you know, get a feel for the month as to who, you know, should be in that best 11. I don't know why they combine them. Let them have their own month. You know what it is? It makes no sense. I'm going to blast it. It's continually moving the goalpost for women. I said it. I said it. We need to stop. I want them to have their whole month. The men get a whole month. The men, they play four, like, say you play four to six games in September. That's enough games to determine the best 11 of that month. Am I wrong? No. I I mean, you don't need a lot of games to, to get a sample size, at least for the best 11. That's just within that month, however many games are played, Whoever is the in the best eleven or the best in that particular position should be named. It's it's more media posts for the NWSL. It's more coverage. I don't know why they don't or why they combine them. It's just yeah. nonsense. It's silly. Do it do it monthly and just autofill Dabinia in there every month. Like just put her in and build it around. Just makes sense. She's a part of that. Next, you know. <laughs> they just need to find out the best ten after Dabinia. Slaughter in there and just work around. Exactly, Dabinia and the ten. That's <laughs> it. Sounds like a sounds like a great band. Uh, but that's cool, man. We're happy to have Dabinia for at least another year, right? She signed on through twenty twenty four, and she's just she's electrifying, bro. She's still a little little monster, fun to watch. Uh, I do want to piggyback on that real quick. That she has also been named as a finalist. For the 2023 NWSL MVP presented by Bud Light. Uh, that's exciting. I don't know if she'll win. I kind of think that probably goes to, I don't know what, Sophia Smith? Oh, probably. I mean, she yeah. scored the most goals. It, you know, it's like the, it frustrates me, the MVP, because it, it favors the goal score, right? Like when you look at the NFL, you're not going to have a linebacker win no matter if he played his ass off, you know, or set of records, it's always going to be a quarterback or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah. So I feel like it's always going to be a goal scorer. Sophia Smith had a, another incredible year. Uh, Caroline had a great year as well. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, you know, of course she tore her ACL, which is yeah. absolutely devastating. Um, North Carolina lost in a playoff game and she was probably a big reason. They didn't have her to, stretch the field and and do what she does um although what what i do like is they do have two players in there for the most viable player presented by bud light i don't know why i'm promoting bud light but <laughs> uh sam coffee uh she plays kind of a a d mid role she led the league in assists so she's not you know she's not the traditional goal scorer but she does everything i love the fact that you have her in there because you know we need more mvps that are not just the goal scorers right and then uh, Naomi Gurma, the best defender in the league. Um, big fan of hers, but I'm glad a defender's in there. So, uh, but yeah, Dabinia, man, I, I think she has a chance, but it, it's it's going to be tough. She, how many total names are there? I, I wasn't counting when you were talking there. Uh, five. Total five. Yeah. Okay. So, really, it's just kind of an honor to be on that final five. Just, it's kind of like it's an honor just to be nominated, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, it's, Whoever wins, I think it's still cool that she's a part of this and she's a part of our club. That's yeah. exciting. Absolutely. Um, dude, st- you got, were you going to say something? I, I, yeah, I have one quick question for you. Uh, just taking a look at the Rookie of the Year nominees, right? You have Messiah Bright from Orlando, Jenna Neiswanger, uh, 
from Gotham and then Alyssa Thompson from Angel City. Do you think we sh- do you think Cooper or Spanstra should have been in that rookie of the year conversation or do you think that that's pretty fair that they were not included? I'm going to say no and I'll tell you why. Uh Cooper did things but then she she didn't, right? So she wasn't consistently on um she was good to have on the field. You wanted that aggressiveness. And, and she was always good to do a little hold-up play, maybe make a dangerous cross or two. Um, so no there. And also Spanstra got hot towards the end. Why? Because we didn't really see much of her until the end of the year. Um, you know, Challenge Cup games and then like after, you know, summertime, late summer. So she really didn't get a full year to shine. Not really fair. I kind of wonder if we would have seen her for more games if she would have been in this conversation. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, Cooper flashed a lot. She, had, you know, she did a lot of really big. Uh, there's moments where like, oh wow, that's why she's the number two pick. But she just wasn't consistent enough throughout the year. And uh, when you take a look at the, and she did make the team better. We were better with her on the field. But when you take a look at you know these nominees, uh, they had more of an impact. It, it, you know, for their teams during the regular season. So it makes sense. But uh, I think Cooper and Spanstra, certainly, they don't have a sophomore of the year or, you know, anything yeah. like that. But if they did, I think they should. They would absolutely be up there in, in consideration. Well, and these kind of awards are cool. I, I think as a player, you're you're pretty excited to be nominated for stuff. Um, but also, if your team didn't make the playoffs, I think you're a little more focused on that. Um, right. I think Dabinia's like, oh, cool. I'm in the MVP conversation. We finished 11th. You know, I think she's uh, not super excited about it, especially in a competition she might lose. She'll retweet it. She'll be like, oh, cool. But she's used yeah. to those accolades, right? She's used to always oh, being sure. included and involved. So this is nothing new for her. She's not going to campaign and say, vote for me. I did this, this, and this. Nah, that ain't, that ain't it. Right. Uh, dude, sticking with the, that rookie conversation, though, uh, Spanstra. Alexis Fanstra was named September slash October Rookie of the Month. So that's kind of neat. I kind of wish, I kind of wish you could take, since they're doubling up, right? I kind of wish you could take all the rookies of the month and then mash them together to vote on a rookie of the year. That makes sense. I mean, it's like you do that with goals, right? You got goal of the month and then you vote for goal of the year. Um, Harder sample size, right? Since she didn't really play the whole year but yeah the neat idea yeah i like it it'd be fun um and then another little another little tidbit here man couple uh international call-ups three to be exact brazil has called up uh lauren and dabinho and bala sager has been called up to uh denmark so still getting that international recognition as far as casey current goes yeah no surprise there yeah, it makes sense. Uh, another thing, we're just, we're, I told you guys, it's a lot of news. Uh, we got we got historic, I'm going to put quotes on it, historic stadium naming rights. Yeah. Kansas City Current Stadium is called CPKC Stadium. There it is. It's uh, it's it's not that hard to say, CPKC. I mean, it's, it's I feel like I'm talking about Chris Paul or something. Uh, but it's, it's, did you watch... Did you watch the announcement? Did you watch this thing live? Buddy, I watched it live. I was working. Ooh. I had it on my phone. I was You're all excited. amped up. I was excited. I 
I mean, we knew it was going to be a stadium naming rights. Right. It was being teased online and stuff. Everyone's like, if I had to guess, you know. Right. But, you know, um, it was something. (laughs) Yeah. It was. I saw videos of it afterwards. Uh, Okay. I did not take time to watch this live, but it, uh, they came in on a train, bro. Like, no tracks. Train was off the tracks, just coming in. What uh, what do they, what do people think about this overall? Is there any chatter that you notice from other people? You know, I, it's just anticlimactic. I think yeah. that's the general theme. You know, actually, I I might be in the minority here. I like the idea. I like the idea. It just the execution. I think was just just a touch off, right? Like you know, the the MC as he called himself, the guy that was announcing everything. He was like, look to your. I can't. I don't know if he said west or left. But he's like, let's look to our west. And then we look over and in the distance, you just see this train coming and it's coming at a snail's pace. Oh, and I didn't. There's no music or nothing. There's no music. And I didn't actually. And I want to now. I want to look how long it took to get there. But like it felt like an eternity. Yeah. Right. Like I could have went and did my laundry, come back and like, you know, it'd be there in time for them to get off the train. (laughs) So. But I mean, I like the idea. Um, they just shouldn't have had the train so far back, but it did fit the theme. Uh, it, it did fit the theme, so it made sense. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's it's Canadian Pacific Kansas City. Is that is that what Canadian that Pacific for? Kansas City Southern? Okay, so that's uh, uh, and it's a rail railway, right? Right. Naturally. Well, that's uh, <laughs> you just. You imagine, you know, when you announce something like on a stage, right? You have a backstage area and it's like, boom, reveal the curtain. Here they come. Well, there's no curtain when you're outside. There's no, there's no something to reveal and pull the, pull the sheet down. You know, it's just like, look out there. Well, what was kind of funny too, is they released the logo or they, they, you know, showed the logo and it was, you know, on a banner and it was up. So you couldn't see what the logo was for the, uh, uh, CPKC and they released it. It was just red font CPKC. Yeah. And I was watching it with Vanessa and she's like, that's underwhelming. <laughs> just the logo. But yeah. it makes sense. It, it's better than, you know, I actually, I like it better than all the, a lot of other like crappy stadium names like crypto arena. Like, get out of here with that. So I don't know. Well, I, I like it. Getting, you know, the, the stadium still getting finishing touches on it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you're doing this naming rights. You're doing what you can. I'm sure it was a mad scramble to get yeah. this done. Uh, okay, we need a banner. You know, there's no time to have some big sign built yet. Like, that's that's for next year. Uh, and I, I just want to know how that conversation went. Uh, so, we have a train that we want to <laughs> drive in. Uh, we're going to put the owners on the train with CPKC representatives. It's going to be awesome. And I, I, I imagine... That they really thought it would be awesome, and I, you know, it was it was what it was. It was silly, and it felt like one of the it felt like a mall train, like one of those trains at the mall that you that can take you from from store to store. <laughs> you remember those things? <laughs> I do. I don't know why. Like I, I grew I grew up in Topeka, but it made me think of the the, the train at the zoo, the, the zoo train, bro. <laughs> hey, that was on a track though. That train okay. is scary. That goes okay. through a tunnel. That's that's pretty badass. I, I, I take it. If it breaks down in the tunnel, ooh, look out, ghost, bro. <laughs> but 
all in all, I you know I actually enjoyed the reveal more than a lot of people, and I do like the the naming of it, and it it, it does come off your tongue fairly easily once you say it a couple of times. So um, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, CPKC. I mean, it's it's compare it to the compare it to their siblings in in Wyandotte, right? Uh, sporting has Children's Mercy Park. That's not exactly you know the hardest thing to say, but it's all it's not the easiest either. Yeah. Some people just say CMP, CM Park, you know? Right. So, cool, man. Well, that's, uh, yeah, we're excited. The stadium is uh, moving along. Naming rights happened. It's interesting because they, they didn't have to go a year calling it uh, current stadium or something. You know, even, even Sporting had, like, Sporting Park for a bit, right? Right. Uh, did they open as Livestrong, though? Ooh, that's a good question. I, or did I it was Sporting and then Livestrong? That's a and good then back question. to sporting. I want to say it was Live Strong, but I'm sure I'm, you know, someone's gonna correct me on that. Yeah, but I think yeah. that's what happened. Then Lance got in trouble, and they were like, "Ooh, we're done. We're done with that. Get your yellow bracelets off, people. It's not good now." <laughs> but you know, one thing I do like, you know, mentioned in the press release is that CPKC will be involved with the, uh, you know, Kansas City Currents community uh, initiatives. Um, they'll be helping to renovate the STEM lab at East High School, a Title I school and the biggest high school in Kansas City, uh, four miles from the stadium. So, like, they're going to invest in the community, uh, which I know is important for, obviously, you know, Kansas City, but for the current um, ownership group who do love to to really give back to the community and the fact that, you know, their main naming rights uh, sponsor is going to be a part of that. Uh, I don't know. It means a lot, I think, when we can get a lot of uh, money continuously coming into the Kansas City community. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. Um, well, cool. We got more to talk about here in a GIF, but uh, in the meantime, enjoy this quick break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, 
Let me talk to you. Uh, saw that new Scorsese flick last night. Oh yeah, you seen you seen pre Killer of the Flower Moon or something like that? Is that right? Yeah, bro. Are you are you a Scorsese fan? Like, do you watch his stuff? I do watch his stuff. I'm not like a super fan, right? Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know. You've probably seen. Yeah, stuff, of man. course. How how can you not? Right? How could yeah. you like film and not see his stuff? The The Departed is one of my favorite movies. Um, I know you young people are gonna be like, I don't know what that is, but it's fucking great. Uh, but this three and a half hours, dude. It was an event. It was half a work day. It was a. Uh, it was crazy. Hell of a time. And you watched that last night? Was that correct? Last night, yeah. Okay. That's you might text you at 11 o'clock and you were like, you're up late. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes, I was. <laughs> hey, uh, dude, we, the week was not, the, the week could not be outdone until this man came in and uh, decided to take a big seat on the canopy of CPKC Stadium. Took a big old seat. Put his big dumper right on the freaking canopy, bro. And Vladko Andonovsky is who I'm talking about. Head coach. We got him. Uh, we've talked about it for weeks. It's finally here. I mean, we, dude, we've talked about it for months. We, you know, I can't, back in like late spring, maybe, we were like, well, this could, that could happen eventually, you know, and it was just speculation. Every so- What's your excitement level? You know, I, I felt like I knew it was coming. He was clearly like the betting odds favorite. And I was excited, but when it actually happened, like my excitement shot through the roof, right? But going back to to Matt Potter, when Matt Potter was dismissed, like what, you know, couple weeks into the the season or Game Four, or whatever it was, yeah, really. Uh, there is always the rumor, hey, if you know, if Vladko wins a championship with the national team, you know, he might feel like he's accomplished everything, and he might go back to club coaching. Or if, you know, things don't work out, he would clearly be the Kansas City Currents front office pick to, you know, to be the coach. And just things kind of worked out, right? The national team just fizzled out in the, in the World Cup and, you know, he was let go. And uh, ever since that happened, you knew he was going to be the the odds-on favorite. He knows the, the front office. He's friends with the Longs. Kansas City is his home. And there is a quote that, you know, that's clearly in a lot of the pressers. They asked Vladko, what does Kansas City mean to you? And he, you know, he said home because that's exactly what it is. So it it makes all the sense in the world. Um, I think we're, you know, a lot of people are still hung up on the national team's performance, but I still think we're really lucky to have them. And uh, I'm excited to get started. I got to be honest. There's got to be a little bit of, uh, I don't know, the guy's done a lot, right? He was with FCKC for, for a while. Yeah, and you know, then went on to uh, uh, Seattle. Am I correct? Uh, Seattle Rain. That is correct. For a minute, yeah, and then uh, U.S. National Team. So, but to come back here, I'm just going to float this because if I'm the if I'm the coach, and now my owners are the Longs and Patrick and Brittany Mahomes, that's a weird life I'm living, bro. I'm like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is part of this ownership group. Now, I think the Longs really deal with the day to day because Patrick's a little busy. I don't know if you know, but it's also like you probably get access to these people. I mean, do you think he's getting tickets to Chiefs games? Because that sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think at Kansas City, he gets access wherever he goes. He coached for, you know, FCKC coach from 2013 to 2017. Like you mentioned, the the coach of Seattle Rain, Rain FC from 2018 to 2019 for two seasons. And then the national team from 2019 on, um, 
you know, he was our original head coach here in Kansas City and also a coach at the Comet. So it you'd have to be under a rock to not know what Vladko's done for Kansas City soccer. It, he's almost got, like, you don't ever say his last name. I mean, I know it's a lot of syllables, so maybe that's why. But also, you just say Vlatka. The, Vlatko. The dude is like, share. You, you just you just say his name. Shabinia. You know, you... You know, you know, out of out of all the the the, the names, you could just see Quate like Vladko, you know, just with one singular name, share. She just had a Christmas album come out. What do you? It's it's top of mind. That's. <laughs> I mean, they're both iconic, right? So they're both <laughs> iconic in their respective fields. So, look, I saw a thing on on uh, on Twitter on X that uh, very funny, and I want to give props. I wish I remembered who this person was, or I screenshotted it or something. They zoomed in to people working on the stadium during this picture. And they're like, shout out to the crew still working when Vlatko decided to come have a seat. <laughs> I think I saw, like, it was funny because, the man, internet's brutal, right? Like, internet's undefeated. It's so true. Because I think I saw more posts about, like, that picture. Yeah. Than I did about him being named the head coach. The man is, I what they are saying to me in this picture, I'm interpreting it as, this man's larger than life. Like he just, he's a giant and comes in. And I want to talk about his drip. Look at the joggers. The man's got some joggers on, showing some ankle, scandalous. And then that quarter zip, where can I get that quarter zip? That's looking good, man. That's looking good. <laughs> Us. I don't know, man. I, I can't comment on the man's fashion because I have none, but uh, <laughs> you're right. You. You do wear shoes until the until the wheels fall off, essentially, you know? And I have. It, literally, I played soccer until my foot came out the side of a shoe. So That's Insane to me, dude. Spend some money. Treat yourself. It was a blowout. I didn't expect it to happen, but it happened. It a uh, but he's a, he has 158 regular season games uh, coached with seven playoff games. He has a record of 72, 50, and 43. Um, I mean... He's been everywhere, right? He's done indoor, national team, club. I, I think he's significantly a better coach for club than he is national team. We always talk about how little they actually get to work with national team players. Um, yeah. You know, there there are a couple, I don't want to say concerns, but if I have to, you know, list a couple things. During his national team run, some players were, you know, somewhat critical. Uh, that he was, you know, not flexible. He was pretty not rigid. Not subbing. Not subbing. So, you know, that could just be not having enough time with the players. He wanted some players to play like other players, which is kind of odd. You know, he wanted Alex Morgan to play more like uh, Katarina Macario, um, kind of a different style and a different position, which is kind of odd in my book. Didn't that sub is- a lot. I don't it's- like that, by the way. Sorry, I want to pause you right there. Yeah. I-, I don't. I don't like when a coach tries to change a player because you have in a national team, you have players who have established who they are and what they're capable of doing. So you bring them in and you work with that. You don't try to change what they can do because you're going to have problems, man. You don't get a lot of time with these people. I don't yeah. Know. Is that how smart? That felt smart. <laughs> it, it, it's smart. And, and then during the, you know, the, the game against Sweden that, that they were knocked out, they had to do a double pivot uh, just because of the personnel, and it worked out really well. So it kind of felt like once he was forced to make an adjustment, the team was better for it. They obviously lost some PKs. But, you know, I, 
I, I'm still incredibly excited about this coach. The coaching market in women's soccer is incredibly strange, right? Like, I mean, I didn't know who Matt Potter was when we hired him. We, you know, it's not like the NFL or the NBA when they just have, you know, we have a, you know, a bunch of knowledge of college offensive coaches, right? Or college coaches or, or great offensive coordinators who are clearly kind of, you know, they're waiting for their opportunity. It's not like that in women's soccer. At least I don't have enough knowledge to 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 think like that. So, yeah, I, I think Vlaka was a, a great hire. Um, you know, he was two-time NWSL Coach of the Year in 2013 with Kansas City and 2019 with Seattle. Um, he's one of two coaches with two or more NWSL championships. One of one of five coaches with 150 games coached. But you know, I was doing a little digging into his his Seattle years because I didn't have enough. I don't remember it very well, right? Because yeah. our team left, went to Utah. Um, I kind of you know, shut down a little bit. Um, we stopped uh, paying attention as much. Yeah, I mean, of course, I pay attention a little bit, but when you lose your team, it hurts, right? Yeah, and I was clearly a little salty. So, prefacing these two years, North Carolina was by far the best team they had. You know, that was obviously with a coach that was involved with the scandals. Um, but their roster was the who's who. If you go look at the North Carolina rosters from 2018 and 2019, Lynn Williams, Sam Mewis, uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Mace, Hamilton, Dabinia, like it, it was absolutely stacked. Yeah, we just took, we just took their roster. We, we just took North Carolina's roster for a bit. Yeah, we essentially did. But, their roster was, I mean, it's unfair it, how their roster, I don't even know how it got put together, but it did. So the point I'm trying to make is that's an incredibly difficult team to beat. So, you know, taking a look at 2018, um, Seattle Reign played 24 games. They're 11, 8, and 5. So uh, with a plus 8 goal difference, you know, and they made the playoffs. So they only lost five games in 2018. Yeah. They played 24 games and only lost five. Wow. And, and when I looked at this roster, I mean, it was solid. The roster 11, 8, and 5. Isn't, isn't 8 the loss? Or is 5 the loss? 5 is the loss. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm going off a of wiki here. So, yeah. They may have, sorry. They may have arranged the it a little differently. So, yeah. Uh, five losses. Um, and they were third in, 20, in 2018. And they made the playoffs. Um. And then looking at 2019, when he won Coach of the Year, they finished fourth with 10 wins, eight draws, and six losses. So, you know, if you're only losing six games, that's pretty darn good, right? You're, you're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. But what stood out to me was when he... So I want to look at this quote here. When he won the... Uh, when he won the the coach of the year, the reason he won and he beat out Paul Riley, who was the head coach of North Carolina, he got fifty two point eight percent of the votes. But it was because um, they dealt with a lot of adversity, with many players performing at their best, um, with a lot of injuries, and a lot of players missing due to World Cup duty. I don't know if that narrative sounds familiar: injuries and players missing a World Cup duty. I've heard that that just sums up our season this yeah. year. So the fact that, you know, he was he's had that experience, year, he's had that experience. You know, I, 
that makes me feel a lot more comfortable with this hire. I feel comfortable. I mean, one thing that stood out to me also, you know, he coached in the major indoor soccer league, got the title in 2014 and an undefeated season in 2015, man. Like, you know how hard it is to go undefeated in anything, let alone soccer. You know, indoor soccer, that that game is a is a monster. I mean, that goes back and forth, dude. I you're bound to lose a game. But no, not at all. So uh I'm excited to have him. Normally, if you pick up a coach who came from a losing team, it can feel like, okay, you're picking up a loser. <laughs> you know, you're like, it, it can feel that way. You're like, well, he didn't do well with them. Why is he gonna do well with us? You know, did let me ask you this. You're a Cowboys fan. Did you feel that way when, uh, who's the coach, McCarthy? Yeah. Did you feel that way when he kind of busted out of Green Bay and then you pick him up? Like, it's like, okay, I'm, we're getting a loser. I, I had a lot of questions whether or not he could still coach and what the NFL was today. Yeah. And, 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 and hey, you know what? As you mentioned that, that strikes a note here. He hasn't yeah. club, coached club since 2019, you know, four years ago. Can he still coach in what the NWSL is today? Exactly. And I think that's a question. But I feel better because he's not coming from a losing club. He's coming from failing out of a a world tournament. You know what I mean? The World Cup, for God's sake. So it's like, that's okay. You were beat by some really good teams. You know, you you didn't move to the final like everyone expected you to do. And that's okay. I think this is still a quality hire. Uh, I think he's got tools to work with. I'll be excited to see uh, what he does to to bolster the lineup, you know. And wasn't he also named uh, sporting director? Yes. Was that okay? I thought I read that somewhere. Yep. Uh, that's pretty cool. So we got a we got another pre- Peter Vermees on our hands. I mean, that's what it is. He's gonna have all the power. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to watch uh, evolve. I'm curious to see how him and Cammy, the general manager, work together. Um, yeah. You, you know, you always kind of wonder. And, and I do kind of feel bad for you know, the ownership group and the fan base here because we've had three coaches in three years. You know, well, we had yeah. Hugh, Hugh Williams, Matt Potter, and then Matt Potter was let go, and then and then Coach Fairbloom. So, you know, you know, oh my god, four coaches, four coach, yeah, holy shit. So, and, and then on top of that, you know, the front office has evolved in terms of having different general managers, right? So, like Hugh Williams was the general manager in our first year. So, the point I'm trying to make is. Whenever you get new general managers, whenever you get new head coaches, they they like their players, right? Like they have an idea of how they want to play, the formation, the style, what kind of talent they need to do that. And that has changed for us almost every single year. So we really need some continuity. We really need some stability and kind of how can we build a roster looking at the same type of structure. And, yeah, you know some of these players like low has been through it all right so i'm really excited to see what he does with the roster to your point what he does to bolster but i'm also a little afraid because we've come to like a lot of these players and uh i still think we have an incredibly good roster that can compete with anybody in, in the nwsl but it'll be interesting what he does with it agreed uh i i, I do want to end what i just said uh peter peter Vermees is also general manager right of sporting he just he runs the show. He's, That's what I mean. So yeah, Vlatko still has has the general manager to speak to. Peter just looks in the mirror and he's like, "What are we doing today?" <laughs> I mean, because Peter is in charge of all things, and that is just that is wild to me. 
what what I do like and what I think that we can expect with him as sporting director is some type of, you know, additional developmental, right? Like you have with SKC2 and in, in, in club and academy. You know, we there is a sporting too, or I'm sorry, there is a Kansas City current too. Yeah. Nobody really knows about it because it's nowhere to be found on social media, but it's there. So I'm really curious to see what he does with that, especially having KU women's uh, college soccer and Missouri kind of, and a couple of Kansas City colleges kind of in the backyard, right? The vicinity. There's a lot of players to to keep an eye out on. So to see what he does with that, I'm incredibly excited. As yeah, well. man. No doubt. Well, welcome, Vladko. I uh, look forward to maybe speaking with you sometime. Uh, this will be this will be good, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's uh it's October, but the new year is right around the corner. So, dude, that leads us to uh, NWSL playoffs, man. The final four semifinals are set. And uh, I'm kind of on that Gotham FC hype train, baby. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they got past North Carolina. Wasn't sure they would. So they will be taking on Portland Thorns in the semis. OL Rain knocked out Angel City just by a one-goal margin. And they'll be taking on San Diego Wave. That game could be fun to watch. Um, the game's in Portland and the game's in San Diego. Both games take place this Sunday. I... I I'm kind of on the Gotham train, bro. I got to tell you, this uh, uh, Allie Krieger stuff has blown up into epic proportions. People are big-time supporters of her right now, big-time mad at her ex-wife, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. (laughs) I'm not a celebrity goss guy, but I'm like, what else we got? (laughs) What else we got? (laughs) Feed satiate me. Feed me. Feed me. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, the internet's brutal, man. Like, you sent me some stuff. <laughs> you, everybody loves Allie, Allie Greer because she's so, like, wholesome. She's so nice. You know, a defender, hard worker, you know, started for World Cup teams, you know, has always done the right thing, has a great, you know, wholesome image, right? They adopted two kids, just done so much, you know, so many positive things for this sport over, you know, the last decade or so. And then you have Ashlyn Harris, who, you know, knowing what we know now has gotten so much heat on Twitter, man. Like you sent me some stuff. I I could not help but laugh. And I don't like to take, you know, enjoyment out of people's, you know, downfall or misery or whatever you want to. I love shot. It's schadenfreude, baby. I love that. But when they're when it's so funny, sometimes I can't help it. I just can't help it. You sent me a a tweet and it was like her heat map, Ashlyn Harris's heat map in the World Cup, and it was just the bench. <laughs> and other NWSL players liked it, and it, including national team players, and and comments like, yeah. "Dude, they are they are fully on the Ali Krieger track." Like, you know, when your friends break up, you kind of don't stay friends with both of them. Like, you just. I don't know if you've experienced this. You try. You try, but eventually one fades, one stays, right? It's not really sustainable. I mean, because in and, and and most cases, you were friends with one of them before they got together. Like, that happens, too. But uh, this one, dude, people are, are pulling up her worst highlights, which, as a goalkeeper, I hate because it's not hard to find. You know, they're, they're all, all fuck-ups for goalkeepers look so bad. It just is what it is. Uh, but that, the one thing that really stood out to me, well, welcome to the celebrity gossip hour on currently, um, <laughs> is that Ashlyn Harris is, uh, you know, who's, who's she dating now? That, uh, uh, 
actress Sophia uh, Bush, which I didn't know who she was. I don't, but apparently she's pre- pretty popular. I guess, right? Pretty famous. Apparently, I I had to look up, and, and my wife Marissa goes, "You don't know who she is." I was like, "How do you? How do you know? Like you don't know these things?" And she she's just all in on it. I was like, "Okay, all right, go back to Swifty Mania. How about that?" Uh, but dude, she brings her to a game, and Megan Rapinoe's there, and it's just like. Megan Rapino is is arguably Ali Krieger's like best friend, and she's got to be like awkward with this new boo, and and uh, it's it's just been fun. I don't know. I I mean I look forward to to more uh, of you sharing interesting and, and and comedic tweets to me. It's gonna die down. There will be more stuff that comes out and overshadows it. Like that's all you can hope for. Like if you mess up, something else is gonna come out, and then you're you're yesterday's news, and you're like, thank goodness. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Does anyone care about Patrick Mahomes right now? No. They care about Travis Kelsey. They care about Taylor Swift. They're like, who's this guy throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey? That's where we're at. I have seen more tweets of Taylor Swift giving Travis Kelsey a kiss on the cheek than I think I have ever planned in my life. Um, It's everywhere. But reeling it back in. I'm fully on board with that, by the way. I don't even care. I'm like, yes, let you guys date forever. (laughs) <laughs> they are adorable though they are adorable yeah. but you know go back to this playoff here like I said uh, Portland's taking on Gotham and then San Diego is taking on OL they're they're all really fun matchups right they're all going to be offensive firepower just fully entertaining matchups and, and I do want to mention Ali Krieger was is a nominee for defender of the year for the NWSL she's having a great year her last year She's having a phenomenal year. Kind of makes so, you wish she wasn't calling it quits. It's like, how are you going to be a Defender of the Year nominee and not come back? You know what I mean? But she, then there's this, that sense of going out on top. Yeah. And, and she leads the league in a lot of defensive statistics. So this is not just a narrative. Like, there's numbers in, to, you know, to back her up here. So one, one thing that a lot of people are really hoping for uh, is Gotham against OL in the finals. Because you have Rapino's last game versus Ali Krieger's last game. Ooh. And and that would be a, a great send-off for one or the other, or maybe both. But, I'd love to end Sophia Smith's run and Alex Morgan's run. Like, I just, they're too good. Too good. But let me ask you for a prediction here. Portland, Gotham, you said you're on that Gotham train, right? You're you're predicting Gotham to, to beat Portland? Yeah, but, you know, Portland's got a hell of a fan base. That place is uh, arguably a very hard place to play. You know, uh, for the men and women, they both play there. And so, but so is San Diego. So both these teams have to go on the road. Rain and Gotham have to go on the road and get it done. Uh, Gotham got it done in North Carolina, but North Carolina gets like 9,000 people at their games. So this will be a different, this will be a different challenge for them. Portland will get raucous. I saw North Carolina had like, I don't even think it was like 5,000 people for their playoff. Seriously. Yeah, it was, let's see if I can pull it up here. It was, yeah, I don't four thousand six hundred and twelve people for a playoff game for for North Carolina for that game. God give that Gotham, yeah, four thousand. Oh, it wasn't even nine. No, four thousand six hundred and twelve. After they set the record, the dude their previous home game of like nine or ten thousand. They set their home record and then had a playoff and it didn't even get half that. Do you know how weird that is? That you could like hear someone sneeze in a couple sections over, like it's. It's just you hear a pin drop, dude. It's, it's, we've been at these kinds of games, and it's like you can just hear conversations on the field. 
when you can hear them talking on the field and on the bench and stuff, it's like, meh, this environment needs an improvement. But you know what I, I do like? We played Gotham on essential on decision day, right? They had to win to guarantee at least that they would make it in the playoffs. And we had a draw. And there was times when we looked like we were the better team. Oh, you know? And here they are in the semifinal, going hot, playing hot. They're, you know, they're in a good form right now. Make sure up against Portland, who got their, they got spanked against uh, Angel City 5 1. Yeah. You know, I mean, Portland's not the greatest of, of form. Gotham is, you know, I, I don't know if you take talent, roster, record over form, but. I'm you gotta go. take form, bro. You got to because soccer's all about form. No other sports make me feel that form is important. Like talent shines in football, basketball, but soccer. If you're on that form, dude, that feel, and you squeeze into the playoffs, such as they did, look out. That's a dangerous team. I highly expect to be talking about a, a maybe a Gotham and OL Reign final, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite, and you're probably right. Which I was wrong last week, by the way. So don't, don't you listen. You think Portland and San Diego are getting it done? I do. I, I think Portland. They're playing for the shield. They're playing for 15 grand per player, right? They're playing for money. They're playing for the first overall place. I I wonder if they just kind of didn't come in there mentally, um, you know, a, a, as fired up as they should have. They still have the best roster or one of the best rosters. I think Portland, and like you said, at home, they're very difficult to beat. Didn't we give, earlier this year, I think we gave Portland their first loss at home, and they had a streak okay. going. So they're really good at home. San Diego, penalty kick. <laughs> off of the penalty, we'll take it. Uh, and then, you know, San Diego, they're playing really good right now. They're, having, they're in great form. OL has been kind of back and forth. But, you know, maybe Rapino has some magic left and can uh, do something special. But one th- if San Diego wins, the championship championship is at home. It's so in, it's in San Diego. It's in San bro. Diego. So if they win, they're going to have a home game for the final. If we would have made it there, I would have tried to take some vacation and head on out there. You know what I mean? That would have been... I know people in San Diego. I, I know I could stay for free. I just got to get there. Look out. So... Tells people. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I almost thought about going to the game anyway, but. Uh, oh, wow. But you just spent like half a month in Turkey. Like, how, I know you don't get a lot of vacation. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I don't know. I just try to make the most of it. Uh, but world traveler, man. I but, I think it could, I think it could be Gotham and San Diego, to be honest. And uh, right. I don't know. Gotham's just on this tear. So we'll have to see what happens, man. It looks like. Portland and Gotham are at uh, 6 on Sunday, and then San Diego and O.L. Reign are at 8.30. A little doubleheader for you. Absolutely. It's going to be tough, man. With MLS playoffs in full swing, too, and WSL playoffs, there's a lot of soccer to be watched right now. And it's pretty uh, it's pretty exciting. Do you get to watch any European stuff at all? Do you do that much? Uh, I watch Bayern. Um, do you? Watch, it's yeah. tough sometimes. It can be. A lot of the games might be, you know, when I'm either... Early morning, or you know, when I'm at work, but, uh, yeah, afternoon or something. I, I would like to follow more uh, women's European soccer, um, as well as yep. the the uh, Mexican femenil. Man, when when they came to Kansas City, it made me want to you know follow the the Mexican league a little more and 
Yeah, but can't be a fan of Monterey because we spanked that ass. <laughs> we took him out. Actually, that's a more of a reason because I don't want to be a fan of the team who beat us. Yeah, you know exactly. I don't know exactly, but good point. It, it'd be fun to, to have a, a bunch of teams to to follow and support and learn more about the the game as a whole. It adds up, man. It's a lot of sports to be watching, and it's like, damn, you got no time for nothing else. Nothing. And nothing. and you got you got KU basketball around the corner. That's gonna get wild. That's like two games a week, you know. Dallas Cowboy football. It's a wild time, sir. It is. You guys are, you guys are great. <laughs> well, cool, well, man. Uh, dude, anything else to hit? We good? Oh man, let me. I think we're good for now. Yeah. Oh, oh, there are some U.S. Women's National Team uh, friendlies coming up here. Uh, one is tomorrow against Colombia at eight Central. Um, that's on TBS, Universo, Max, Peacock, and Peacock. And then we have another game against Columbia on the 29th at 4.30 Central on TNT, Telemundo, Max, and Peacock. You said tomorrow, technically, tonight. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry for listening to it. So Correct. Have you been watching sports on Max? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I've watched some of the national team stuff. Um, yeah. But I haven't watched a whole lot. Decent broadcast, in my opinion. I've watched a little uh, NBA on there, NHL. And uh, the national team soccer games seems to be seems to be good. They're trying that little BR Sports add-on, you know. Okay, all right. And I think there's one thing I've been meaning to mention. I'm gonna tr- look it up here real quickly. No. Um. Oh gosh, uh, Kristen Hamilton. She's in the running for their. Uh, uh, is it Variety KC? I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I'm looking up now. You can vote for Kristen Hamilton. for It's a fan vote for the 2023 Nationwide Community Impact Award. Um, she is representing Variety KC, and she's top three. So I still think the voting is available. Um, KC Current didn't put that on their uh, on their news section on their website. So that's uh, well, that's cool. Good for yeah. her. And fun. And, Victoria Pickett won it last year. Um, I nice. remember what she won it last year. So let's be back-to-back community uh, Impact Award champions. Let's uh, go support Kristen Hamilton and Variety KC. Absolutely. Cool, man. All right, well, let's get out of here, huh? Yep. Guys, thank you uh, so much. We'll be back next week to probably preview a NWSL championship game, recap those semifinals, um, talk about other nonsense, and... Uh, We'll talk to you guys then for for Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright and Vlatko coming in to sit on your stadium. We'll talk to you guys later. Love you.